Okay, you want to get get going? Let's do it. Okie dokie. Balls, a supernatural podcast with Lizzie and Missy. Hi, Liz. Hey, Miss. What's up? Not too much. Are you drinking from a nerdy glass? Uh, I yes. <laughs> I saw you take a sip, and it looked nerdy to me, and I got excited. It's uh, my or my Sleeping Beauty glass. Ooh! It says "Make it pink, make it blue." It has my name on it because you know I had to get my name on it. Does it change colors? It does. <gasps> when it's cold, it's blue. When it's hot, it's pink. That's so cool. I know. I had to get it. I thought it was so perfect for me and my Sleeping Beauty obsession. That's awesome. I'm also drinking from a nerdy glass, but it's my water bottle and it's Harry Potter. Oh, I like it. And it says, I solemnly swear I am up to no good. And then it has the time frames for drinking water. (laughs) How come I can see yours the right way and mine's backwards? I don't know. Oh, Oh, because I don't know. Because I think because to us, it looks backwards because mine looks backwards, but yours looks straight forward to me. Oh, so you can read mine? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I didn't think about it until you said it, and I looked at it again, and I was like, no, I can read it normally. Oh, okay. It's just me, then. It's just, it's just me. So, what have you been up to? Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, so, I've been rewatching all the Marvel movies because WandaVision put me into a mindset. Okay. And I might have, like, cried a lot. And I'm not going to give any spoilers for WandaVision. But if you haven't watched it and you really like the Marvel Universe, you definitely should watch WandaVision. Okay. Um, but it made me start rewatching. So uh, I started out of order with Captain America Civil War because I really needed to watch it. And I'm going to go watch them all in chronological order from here on out. Uh, but in watching it, Dustin was very nice enough to point out that I have, like, a top three in the Marvel Universe. Okay. Which start, obviously, with Loki. Yeah. Then Bucky and Captain America. And then Hawkeye is like honorable mention. (laughs) Didn't quite make the top three. No. But in telling this and in looking at them, especially (laughs) in Civil War, Dustin goes, "Uh, okay, yeah, you have a Sam Dean complex. Oh. (laughs) And I thought about it for a second and I looked and I was like, oh, shit. Bucky does have long brunette hair. (gasps) And Cap definitely has short blonde hair. Oh, my God. Which is totally Sam and Dean. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, I didn't know that was a thing. But yeah, I, okay, you're right. I do. And Loki, long brunette hair. Yeah. And later, I mean, I'm not a huge Thor fan, but Thor does have short blonde hair. Okay. So I guess I have a Sam Dean complex. That's what I wanted to tell you when I texted you. I was like, wait, I'm going to save this for the podcast. That's amazing. I never would have thought of that. No, and it was Dustin who said it while I was watching the movies. Yeah. I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. But I'm not mad about it. I find there's nothing wrong with that, actually. Mm -mm. Oh, and you know how the last time you said that I would be Sam and you would be Dean? Yep. It's true because I have a moose tattoo. That's true. You do have a moose tattoo. I was looking in the mirror the other day and I was like, holy shit. Because, you know, you forget if you can't see them, you're like... I know mm-hmm. I have a tattoo, but I, you know, you don't see it all the time. So you're like, I have a moose. So therefore I have to be Sam, I guess. I mean, there are worse things to be. Uh, also, I had to move my computer because my dogs made an escape. We have a new gate downstairs, a trifold gate. Uh-huh. And Loki is still small enough that he can walk the couch and get up through the side railing. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so he did that yesterday and I was real upset because I was like doing my stuff in the bathroom and I was turning and saw Loki staring at me and I was like, how did you get up here? So then he let himself back downstairs and nosed the gate open, 
Okay. So then Tallahassee took the opportunity to run through the opening up the stairs. And this motherfucker shut the gate on her. What? <laughs> he literally <laughs> nosed it shut so she was stuck on the stairs. Oh, no. She's <laughs> like, God damn it. You are Loki. God. Oh, I got to really man. stop naming dogs because <laughs> they turn <laughs> out the way they are. Rogue was very mischievous. Yeah. Tallahassee's just an asshole. <laughs> and Loki plays tricks on everybody oh i can't believe he closed it i watched it happen in slow motion because i was like that's not really yeah oh my god and then tallahassee just sat there like i can't find my way how do i get out oh i don't know which way to go <laughs> oh, oh man yeah so that's that's been my exciting this okay so i guess we should get into podcast stuff so hopefully <laughs> you're like i guess is that is that what we're doing okay we should. so I guess we should preface, we're not used to recording in the morning, and we're recording <gasps> in the morning. I had my coffee, though. <laughs> I'm drinking my tea. And I ate breakfast, so I'm, I'm ready to go for the day. I didn't eat breakfast, but I did some quick yoga. Oh, see, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing my bar after. Ooh. You know, I'm a bar girl now. Bar really... makes my legs shake, and I feel like such <sighs> a waif. <laughs> I know, I know, but I really like the, with this program, they have, like, meditation cards and then there's like a four minute meditation video you watch Ooh. after and I'm finding that I really enjoy meditating honestly that's what yoga has helped me with yeah. because like they sit there and you work on just focusing on your breathing and out of the chaos of the world you just sit there and like sometimes they'll make you focus on a mantra or they'll give you a mantra mm-hmm. and I found that I don't really like sitting there for like 10 minutes meditating that's not mine I have trouble issue with the I have trouble issues I have yeah. trouble uh-huh or issues with <laughs> slash trouble issues you know the, <laughs> those things with like the calm apps of them telling you to breathe and do this for like 10 yeah, minutes and I, I feel like I start like wandering and I know you're supposed to focus on your wandering and then just let the thoughts go mm-hmm. um but I eventually feel like Dean I'm like fuck it I just need a beer <laughs> can I do that well isn't there there has to be beer yoga isn't there uh, I've done beer yoga and I've done cider yoga, so definitely. Just, I mean, there's rage yoga. Oh, I don't know if you I'm into that. I'm listen not to that... screaming music and you just yell. I'm not that angry, I guess. I it's don't supposed know. to be a, a release. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so if we seem off, that's we've changed our. I'm in pajamas in my bed, so. I changed out of my pajamas. You're one step ahead of me. I'm just. I haven't eaten breakfast. I'm still in my PJs. I was going to put my, I was had my robe on and everything. And I was like, no, this is the first time Liz is going to see me in a while. I should try to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I failed I'm you. Still I was not, just like, I, I have to shower. I, yeah, I didn't shower. I, no. <laughs> also, I have to now realize I have to be careful what I say. Because my dad said he listened to another episode. Oh, no. I don't remember what I say in our episodes. But I'm like, no, no. Daddy's going to hear. <laughs> mm. Oh, no, no. Mm. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! No! Uh, no! No! Do we want to do a real quick update on MementoCon? I feel like yeah, we should mention MementoCon because we've mentioned it sporadically throughout episodes, and obviously, they've had a, a I guess a tandem big announcement. Yeah. Um. Obviously, with COVID, they've had to push themselves back from last year to this year, and they have had to reschedule themselves again. So they have pushed back now to September 4th through the 5th, 2021. Mm-hmm. But they did announce a new celebrity guest because of the pushback. Who is it, miss? Tim Osmondson. <gasps> and who is that? Kane. Kane! <laughs> <laughs> we 
which I'm so excited about because I really liked him as Kane. I did too. And I think he's an attractive older man. He is very, like, he is suave. He's got that, like, mustache set going. Mm -hmm. And he's got that, like, long, flowy, but kind of slicked back hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the silvery gray. It's like, he's a silver fox. He is a, he is the definition of a silver fox. If you look it up in the dictionary, his picture is. And then he's got that, like, that eyebrow lift. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm hmm. I am excited to see him. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited. I'm happy that they decided to kind of push it back so maybe they can not freak out as much yeah. with everything still going on and have to stress out because the CEO, uh, Casey, is putting all of his heart, like his heart, his sweat, everything into this. And I can only imagine what it's like to have to like plan for something and literally push it back a year while trying to keep all these people on, while trying to keep ticket sales and all the people involved, informed. Right. So he's doing a freaking badass job. I don't know right. why I edited myself with freaking, <laughs> but decided to just like throw badass out there. This clearly is not a, uh, a censored podcast. So uh, it's a self censored podcast. <laughs> when you in feel which, like it. Yeah. In which you remember to self censor yourself, which is none of the time for me, unfortunately. Or it's like really awkward moments. <laughs> um, so yeah. So MementoCon has moved from May 8th and 9th, 2021 to September 4th and 5th. And while uh, Tim is going to be there, Amanda Tapping has been moved to 2022. So she's not going to be at the one in the fall. So essentially, we have a almost fully supernatural reunion Mm -hmm. at this point. Almost. (laughs) Well, with which I'm curious as to like what that contract entails since they're tied to Creation Con. Yeah. Like when does that run out? Yeah, so that we can finally have them at other places. That would be awesome. That would be freaking phenomenal. But, I mean, for the price and the hard work that MementoCon has put into it, you still get a hell of a freaking lineup. Yeah. So you got John Noble. Oh, wait, no, that's Sci-Fi Valley Con. Meow. Don't mix your cons. I'm sorry. Okay, MementoCon. <laughs> so MementoCon, we got Misha. Mm-hmm. Mark Shepard. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Richard Spate Jr. Oh, yeah. And Rob Benedict. I, I feel like they go together everywhere. And then you got Osric and Lauren Tom, mm-hmm. which is neat. Matt Cohen. Yes. Young Daddy Winchester. Rachel Miner. Mm-hmm. Steven Williams and Jim Beaver. Jim Beaver. Boss. And Claire Kramer. And now, obviously, adding on to that is Timothy Amundsen. Yes. So it's going to be good. It's going to be great. It takes place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the David o. Lawrence Convention Center. So if you're interested, um, we're trying to go. So you should try to go. Yeah. Oh, my God. If there was like a balls meetup. Oh, we could do a balls meetup. <gasps> that would be so exciting. That would be unbelievably exciting. Um, speaking of meetups and seeing each other, um, we are currently working. And hopefully this week we'll have a Hunter Happy Hour for March release date. I don't know yes. why I said release date, but a date for it. Because we're not really <laughs> I'm making it sound a lot cooler than we really are. <laughs> the go, and I like it. <laughs> we have a release date on our Hunter Happy Hour. <laughs> Come and get it. <laughs> we'll be there. Will you? <laughs> All right. Um, and obviously, once that's done, we'll have a cocktail and uh, be able to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with you guys. It's going to be fun. All right. So should we jump into the episode? Let's jump on in. 
All right. So we are in season three, episode 14, Long Distance Call. And this episode came out May 1st, 2008, and takes place in Milan, Ohio. Milan. Classic Milan. Uh, funny, I was looking in my my research, uh-huh. in <laughs> air quotes, because <laughs> we know how that goes. Um, apparently, no offense to our friends in Ohio, but you don't pronounce things the way we think they should be pronounced. Like Lima is Lima. Apparently, Milan is Milan. My, what? Yeah. So I'm saying it wrong? The world says it wrong because <laughs> So it's Milan, Ohio. Why isn't that why isn't it just like M Y? Why is there an I? Uh, why is Lima Lima? I don't know. Cuyahoga? Do do? I, I don't know. But <laughs> according to the internet, it's pronounced Milan, Ohio. If you live and in Ohio, is that correct? Is it Milan or Milan? And it's a real place. It is a place, yes. So I that's just what the internet's telling me. Should ask Laura. She would know. She would hopefully. Yeah. Apparently, my lawn is only twelve miles from Sandusky. Oh, she yeah, she definitely know that. <laughs> I could go visit it whenever Colossal Con happens. <laughs> Drive right through. All right. So, do you want to give us a synopsis of I long will. distance call? And I'm gonna say my lawn because you don't want to say my lawn. No. I feel like I that's don't. just way too many like facial mouth. <laughs> Expressions for a very short, small word. My lawn. My lawn. It could be Instead Mulan. <laughs> could be. What if it was Mulan, Ohio? <laughs> that would be way off because we went from I. We went from like real fancy to what to like badass. <laughs> I'm gonna go the distance with this plot. Wait, that was She's going the wrong for one. speed. That was Hercules. Never mind. Oh, I was definitely not. Uh, you're going the distance, and I was definitely going the distance. Yeah, I know. Going. I for like speed. how I like how we by cake <laughs> we mix things together like that. Okay. After repeatedly getting phone calls from a mysterious woman, even after ripping the phone up from the wall, a man takes his own life. The Winchesters head to Milan, Milan, Ohio, to speak to his wife during their investigation and deduce that the caller was a woman named Linda who was in a car accident with the man. She died and he walked away unscathed. I just want to let you know that that sentence was mine. I made that up. You're welcome. At the phone company, Sam and Dean meet with the manager, Clark Adams. He introduces them to a technician named Stewie Myers, who was hella creepy, by the way, uh, who tracks the number and reveals it is it has called 10 houses over a two-week period. Visits to some of the homes reveal that the people have been receiving calls from dead loved ones. Dean then receives a call from his father, who claims that the demon holding his contract is in town and later gives him the location. Sam does not believe it to be their father. I don't either. And he doubts uh, his doubts are confirmed when a girl named Lainey is encouraged to commit suicide by calls from her dead mother. Lainey's brother also has been receiving the calls, and Sam saves him when he purposefully steps into oncoming traffic. Sam then calls Dean and explains that they are facing a krakata. The monster has been convincing people to kill themselves so that he can devour their souls. Believing Stewie to be the Krakata, Sam confronts him in the phone company. However, Clark reveals himself as the monster and consumes Stewie's soul. Sam realizes that Clark imitated Dean on the phone and that the real Dean is waiting for the demon to arrive. Clark calls another man, pretending to be his dead daughter and claiming that her killer is in the house where Dean is waiting. 
As Sam manages to kill their Krakata, the man attacks Dean but is overpowered. Figuring out that the man is not a demon due to him being immune to the devil's trap, Dean stops attacking and convinces him that he is not his daughter's killer. Dean then finally accepts that he can't expect a miracle to save him. He has to do it himself. This one really showed us some faults in Dean. Yes. Like, I I was even personally surprised at how quickly he was to accept that his dad was calling. I agree. Knowing, knowing that all this shit was going on with the phone company. Yes. He was so quick to be like, oh, it's definitely dad. Dad's calling like, me. Yeah. I definitely heard dad's voice. That was definitely dad. He's definitely going to be here and tell me all this information. And just by chance, we're working this case. And the the demons here yeah because i mean at this point we haven't seen anybody you know come out of hell or from heaven so what made you think that he would be back yeah it's just and then on top of it i don't know i feel like dean is always like sam are you sure sam will kind of and for sam to be like dean that's not him and dean be like fuck you it is right yeah i don't know i just i get the point that dean really wanted to believe but i feel like this kind of just threw everything he usually does to the wayside i guess maybe to show us like the desperation he has at this point because we're really getting down in the timeline of how much time he has left yeah we're getting down to the wire yeah he was he was so quick to do that and i also feel like they were really quick to believe that it was uh stewie just because he was creepy because he was creepy and he had poor (laughs) hygiene and he was watching porn at work and Dean, like, Dean was just like, hey, Brand, that's cool. Like, I watched that too, but here's what you should do. That's another thing. When he when he was like, oh, the platinum plan or whatever, it's worth it. But then when Stewie didn't want to do what he would do, but he wanted, he's like, I can't believe you watch porn. Like, you just yeah. said it was a good idea. Two seconds later, then you're like, oh, that's horrible that you do that. I think it was mainly that he was let down because he thought he felt like found like a fellow bro. Mm-hmm who's into the same stuff he is so therefore they should like kind of connect on this level and be like all right so i'm a bro you're a bro we're bros help a bro out (laughs) and then when he doesn't dean's just like fuck you then i don't understand why you do this we're not the same person i I thought we had something when you said that i was like i'm a dude she's a dude (laughs) he's a dude we're all dudes (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i mean i feel like i don't know there were certain things that i see in dean that i saw in stewie like Dean's not really one to clean up after himself. No. He definitely eats crap food. Yeah. So if Dean were working a phone company, I feel like Stewie would be Dean. Yeah, I feel like Dean would shower more, but... I would hope. I get... Yeah, I get it. Stewie was looking a little unshowered. He was He was looking greasy. It's like, so the greasy. The bags under his eyes looked greasy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, did you notice that uh, Dean said that they searched all the lower 48 and didn't, they can't find any way to get him out of his deal. Yes. So you haven't been to Alaska or Hawaii. Maybe there was something in Alaska or Hawaii that could have saved you. Can you imagine Dean in Hawaii though? No work would get done. Like I can't imagine them in (laughs) either place. (laughs) Like furry jackets and suits just chipping away in Alaska or just (laughs) Dean just nothing but checking out all the hula girls. (laughs) Nothing would get done. Nothing would but get Sam done. But Sam would be eating some major poke. Oh, I would be too. <laughs> I got so excited because when I did my Instacart order the other day, they had the poke bowl like on my thing of like what I've got before. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't normally if it's they don't have it in stock, it's like grayed out. So I was like, yes, I'm going to get two poke bowls. And then they didn't have them. And it made <gasps> me mad. How rude. I know. 
I also love almost in every episode now or that going forward, it's always the younger girls that are really thirsting after Dean and they always have like a really like, borderline questionable relationship. Like this one, I kind of felt that way, but I also felt for this poor girl. Wait, the girl with Sam? Yeah. She did look like she wanted her a piece of the Sam. I just, I feel like, I mean, I get it. As a teen, we thirst after the older <laughs> men. Because, I mean, you think about a young girl's room. I know my room had a bunch of, like, Backstreet Boys, Leonardo DiCaprio, like, the occasional Gundam Wing poster because I had issues. That's funny that yours was full of Backstreet Boys because mine was full of Metallica. I had an so obsession. You were, you were, okay, so you were definitely older men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, like, 13, and I was like, James Hetfield, I love you, and he was probably, like, in his 30s at that point. <laughs> Definition of daddy. Yeah, not that 30s are old, but, you know. Hmm. I mean, when you're younger, though, that's a that's a hell of an age range. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, like, 15, 16 versus how old are Sam and Dean? Like, mid-20s? Mid-20s, yeah. Not that horrible, but, mm-hmm. like, still, girl, you got a lot of living to do. <laughs> They've seen things, literally. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you ain't ready. Definitely that not jelly. ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What, what was with the creepy teeth? In the Krakata. Then we're back to the teeth. If it sucks out your soul, why does it need teeth like that? I don't know. I feel like it was unnecessary. It was just literally, I think they like to make teeth. Uh, yeah, I agree. But it's, um, it's not biting you, so. No, and it's not necessary. It's not like he's literally leeching onto you. He yeah. was half a foot away from your face. Yeah, exactly. And that guy just looked like a skis. Like, I get that Greasy Stewie looked questionable. Yeah. But, like, that dude looked, like, straight-up Lex Luthor in a phone company. <gasps> he did. At he what looked, point do you... He looked creepy, too. Sorry. He looked creepy, too, when he was, like, when he had his hands on the the phone line thing. Yes. He was, like, way too into it. Like, <laughs> he's creeping me out. <laughs> this this episode was also super sad. Because you think about it, you lose somebody, especially in, like, a lot of the traumatic ways that these people lost somebody. Yeah. I mean, the kid, the girl was murdered the car accident so like it's not natural i mean most of them didn't seem like natural deaths right all you want is to hear that voice again you want to see them again you want to hold them again so like i don't know the crocata just oh like the gin kind of gives you a dream and you're happy right this one just like takes a hold of your heart and just rips it right out of you and breaks you down to desperation of wanting to be with that person again because all the memories come back and i was also really surprised how the crocata was able to kind of get into the memories. Yeah. They really don't describe how he knows all that stuff. No. Yeah, that's that's weird. I didn't think And that was that. the only thing that I was like, wait a minute. How did he and they don't really go into explanation. They just say that it mimics the voices. But he, like obviously with Dean, knew a lot of information. Yeah. And even when Sam called Dean and got mm-hmm. their crocata, he was like it's a crocata and then he like explained information about it and i'm like well that's weird why would you tell him i guess to make it more realistic yeah because you wouldn't like knowing sam the only way that he would be able to like lure him out would be to be like hey i'm the brains guess the information i found here's what we're dealing with and even knowing what they're dealing with dean was just like you're fucking right i'm still talking to dad yeah exactly (laughs) he's like yeah so i don't care but I think that tied into the whole knowing too much information and being able to like really be realistic with it. Like yeah. knowing Dean had to deal with the devil, knowing that this was going on, knowing that he only had a few months to live. 
Sorry, take, I'm it, off. take it off. I'm getting warm. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> talking here. I'll say, was it talking about Sam and Dean? <laughs> yeah, got me. Woo! Nailed it. Got me going. The, the end was kind of weird, too, because he's fighting the guy, and then the guy's like, you kill, why'd you kill my daughter? Did you do that to my daughter? And Dean's like, I didn't kill your daughter. And then the guy's like, well, why are you here? And he's like, I don't know. And then, like, that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that was... This was all very abrupt, and I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was because the show The Desperation Dean has at where they are, or what, I don't know, but I don't know, I feel like this was all kind of rushed. Yeah, I agree. Did you notice uh, Sam's epic sideburns might be starting? I feel like this is the birth of the sideburns. He had, like, baby chops. He had lamb chops yeah. going on on he his had, face. Yes. So, basically, I was trying to figure it out. When his chops start? No, this is definitely the start of the lamb chops. Little baby lamb chops. Sans lamb chops. I was trying to get into lamb chops. Play along where kids come. To, is that how it went? I think so. I didn't watch <laughs> too much of lamb chop growing up. My brother was also like real big into Barney. I was definitely like the Winnie the Pooh kid mixed watch. with like the questionable HR Puff and stuff. <laughs> but Josh was definitely more of like Barney. And I think he, he was into lamb chop. I watched lamb chop well past when I should have watched lamb chop. See, for me, that was me and Wishbone. I loved Wishbone. Could not stop watching Wishbone. Watched it probably way past when we should be watching Wishbone. But I think what happened is I would get up really early in the morning. And then back then there was like nothing on TV except for like little kid shows on PBS. So I would watch Lamb Chop. I'm offended because Reading Rainbow was a great show. (gasps) It was a great show. I always liked when um, Bill Cosby did picture pages. That was also good. Mm-hmm. And now kids these days wake up at nine o'clock and they got Supernatural on TBS. Man, they're living the life. What the heck? <laughs> Rude. All right. So, is there anything about this episode that you want to talk about besides that? Not really. It kind of, it kind of like hit and then it kind of flopped. Yeah, it was an eh. Yeah, it was an eh. it was an eh episode. It didn't um, really get us closer to anything. No. Just, I mean, it showed that Dean's ready to, like, literally do anything. It doesn't matter if there's any proof. He's just going to jump headfirst. Right. Which is Sam's biggest fear because he literally just saw his brother die over a hundred times. That was a lot. That was a lot. A lot. So we got any fun facts or tiddly bits? I have some tiddly bits. Oh, I can't wait. Not a lot, but I have some. It's okay. My notes on this aren't extremely long either, just because, I mean, this episode. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've had these episodes before. We'll have these episodes in the future. Yeah, and I feel like having like a shorter episode every now and then ain't bad. Okie dokie. Tiddly Bits. This episode shares its name with a Muddy Waters song. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Uh, there is a, Okay, so there's a bunch of um, Twilight Zone things. So there's an episode of the Twilight Zone with the same title, The Twilight Zone Long Distance Call from 1961. In case you're wondering, it was season two, episode 22. Uh, and it had a similar story in which a boy talks to his dead grandmother on a toy phone. The overall episode number of both The Twilight Zone and Supernatural are episodes 58. This episode also shares the name with a short story by author Richard Matheson, uh, who wrote I Am Legend, oh. which, yeah, which appears in his short story collection Shock. Uh, in the story, a woman is called by her deceased husband when a telephone wire is blown down onto his grave. The story was also made into a 1963 episode of The Twilight Zone titled Night Call, uh, where a deceased loved one continues to call. 
of the theme of the dead calling their living relatives is <laughs> so many similarities, similar to the 1986 movie Making Contact, in which a kid, Joey, develops telekinetic abilities making his toys float. His red toy telephone steadily starts ringing. He's receiving calls from his dead father. Tribute is paid in the movie in the scene where Lainey's little brother talks to his mother, actually the Krakata, on his toy telephone. When Sam tells Dean that he is going to Lainey's house, Dean replies, oh yeah, great, you go hang out with Jailbait. Just watch out for Chris Hansen. Oh God. Chris Hansen is a TV journalist on Dateline NBC who hosts a part of the show called To Catch a Predator. You had to watch I forgot it. about watch, that. Did you watch it? <laughs> yes. I used to watch that show all the time. Oh, I completely forgot about that. I didn't, guys, I didn't even catch that reference. I'm a horrible person. But Chris Hansen always walks out. The guys would be like, I wasn't here to do anything. And he's like, you brought beer and condoms. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's horrible. It's, it's horrible, but it was just funny the way it went down. Uh, Dean's voicemail says, this is Herman Munster. Leave a message. He's referring to Herman Munster, the Frankenstein-like Frankenstein monster lookalike patriarch of the 1960s sitcom classic, The Munsters. I just got the whole collection for Christmas. <gasps> Did you? Yes, I got that's... the whole box set. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I love them. I love Lily. Yes. I was going to be here for Halloween one year. Oh, I love it. So good. Uh, Sam and Dean uses the alias Raimi and Campbell, a reference to writer-director Sam Raimi and actor Bruce Campbell, who both worked on the classic Evil Dead film series. Bruce Campbell was also one of Kripke's original choices to play John Winchester. That would have been crazy, but I I'm literally cannot see him as anybody other than Ash, ever. Uh, Busty Asian Beauties makes another appearance in this episode, uh, this time at BustyAsianBeauties.com. And Dean says, Platinum Membership? worth every penny who's uh, also a question who's paying for dean's platinum membership i don't know one of those <laughs> maxed out credit cards <laughs> it has to be <laughs> and he doesn't does he use sam's computer for this and i also want to know like what's his name his code name on that one it has to be dirty <gasps> oh i i don't know i could literally see him being like literally dirty harry <laughs> <laughs> probably that would be good uh that's all i have that's, that's it that's, I told you it was a short list. All short, right. Short titty bit list. All right. So I don't have too, too much, but I did use ancientorigins.net, theoe.com, unknownexplorers.com, mythcreatures.co.uk, listverse, and National Geographic. Cool. Um, so what I did find out is that this is another episode that Supernatural took the idea of something and changed it to fit their time frame and their storyline. Because uh, the Crocata the other thing about them is that they're literally mythical creatures that there's no real proof of. They've just come down in story and legend, so that's why there's not a ton of information on them. Okay. Uh, there's actually no physical evidence to suggest that crocatas ever existed. Oh. And there's been, like, no actual documented sightings of crocatas. Okay. Um, so crocata, which can also be known as the leocrata, is the offspring of a wolf and dog that can be found in either Ethiopia or India. A wolf dog wolf dog uh, that's found in Ethiopia or India and is sometimes linked to a hyena and a lion. So in Greek mythology, it is quoted as having the haunches of a stag, the neck, tail, and breast of a lion, cloven hooves, head of a honey badger, because they don't care, and a mouth which opens all the way back to its ears, which is fucking terrifying. Oh my god! Uh, and can mimic the voices of humans, usually men. 
Now, the origin of the crocata can potentially be born from travelers' accounts of hyenas and not knowing what they are. Okay. And coming up with this idea. Because you think of a hyena, they are kind of like broad in the shoulders. They do have a pretty wide mouth. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of built with like a dale, like a deer kind of tail. Um, so they think that it was the way that they could describe a hyena without knowing what it was. Okay. So there is a person named uh, Cetaceus who is a Greek physician who was part of the Persian king, I'm going but- to butcher this Persian king's name, Arctaxerus II, Menmon's court. Yeah, so that's his full name. What? Persian king, <laughs> Arctaxerus II, Menmon. That's, you uh, just stopped it. <laughs> yep. Uh, he was part of the court from 404 to 397. Uh, he wrote Indica, and it was mentioned in there, but then there's also Photisus, who was a Byzantine scholar, from 815 to 897. And because there was no actual accounts of Cetaceus's Indica, Photisius quoted in Indica, quote, in Ethiopia, there is an animal called the crocatas, but this one is spelled with a K-R-O-K-O-T-T-A-S, not the way that we usually spell it, just C-R-O-C-O-T-T-A. The way we usually spell it. I've never you spelled know, this before. <laughs> it's a crocata. Um, vulgarily, Sinolucus, uh, which is a dog wolf. That's the technical name for dog wolf. Didn't know wolf there was dog. a technical name for a dog wolf. Sinolycus, of amazing strength, it is said to imitate the human voice, to call men by name at night, and to devour those who approach it. It is brave as a lion, as swift as a horse, and as strong as a bull. It cannot be overcome by any weapon of steel. Wow. So we're gonna we're gonna throw back to Pliny the Elder. <laughs> oh, I love Pliny. Classic Pliny, who makes an appearance every now and then in the episodes, uh, who's also known as Gaius Plinius Secundus, who is a Roman author, for those that haven't listened to any other episodes that I mentioned, Pliny. Uh, He mentions the crocata in his Naturalis Historia and quotes it as saying, Ethiopia produces many monstrosities. Oh. Okay, Pliny. Yeah, but has he been there? Like, And apparently it just produces nothing but monstrosities. So Sorry, Ethiopia. <laughs> very sorry, Ethiopia. It's not us, it's Pliny. I'll say, we don't speak, Pliny doesn't speak for all of us. <laughs> so Ethiopia produces many monstrosities. The Lucrata, Lucrocata, which I said is sometimes, goes by multiple names. So the Lucrocata, swiftest of wild beasts, about the size of an ass, with a stag's haunches, a lion's neck, tail and breast, badger's head, cloven hoof, mouth opening right back to the ears, and ridges of bone in place of rows of teeth. This animal is reported to imitate the voices of human beings. Wow. So again, not really fitting that supernatural yeah, no. storyline. Uh, I guess you need a human, not a... Wolf dog? <laughs> wolf dog, lion, hyena, badger? A monstrosity. A monstrosity. Monstrosity. All right. So other things that the crocata has are the ability to break anything with its teeth and can literally eat anything. Oh. Some myths say that the crocata is a gluttonous beast who prowls farms at night and will dig up the dead. So I guess if he can't like lure out some food, he'll just be like, fine, fuck it. I'll eat some leftovers. That's okay. Can it dig a grave like a Winchester, though? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> he's got to he's got to bring them to the fro by imitating Dad, and obviously have them dig it up for him. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, he prowls farms at night and forests, learning names and voices of people having conversations. That's creepy. So he kind of does his homework. 
He's and like a then, stalker. He is the worst kind of stalker. And then once one person of that grouping is left alone, so like say you and I are walking in the woods and we're just talking, and I'm like, all right, miss, I'll see you later. I gotta go home. And like you keep going with like your friends, obviously he's gonna pinpoint me. So he waits till at least one person is left. And then he lures them into the woods by calling out their names. And once they're deep enough into the woods and completely alone, they will leap out and devour that person. Oh, my God. Uh, so the ability to mimic human voices is actually passed on from crocata to crocata. So from adult to offspring. And if you manage to survive a crocata, you can actually rip out its crystal eyes. Wait a minute. <laughs> the crocata has crystal eyes? In some mythology, the crocata has crystal eyes. And... If you rip out its crystal eyes, you can actually put them under your tongue and you will be able to tell the future. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I, I got nothing. <laughs> um, so there is a variation of crocata. Some say it looks more like a lion. Some say it looks more like a wolf. It just depends on where you are. Um, some people believe that there are actually two different types of crocata. So like, they believe that the crocata is more wolf-like and the le crocata or the low crocata is more uh, lion-like. So they're actually two different types, which is also fucking terrifying. Yeah. Because now you have a lion that can call out your name like a human and a wolf that can call out your name like a human that are still fucking terrifying with mouths that go back to the ears. But apparently they have similarity in the name and the ability to mimic human voices. So people kind of mix them up as they go. Oh, don't get your crocatas mixed up. You can't mix up your crocatas. No, it's just wrong. You uneducated swine. Exactly. You gotta, it's, it, does it look like a wolf? Okay, you're dealing with crocata. Does it look like a lion? You're dealing with a little crocata. Exactly. Come on, people. It's not that hard. So, technically, this is classified as a hybrid. Quick crocata uh, stats. Considered a hybrid, roughly the size of a wolf, with the weight of roughly the size of a wolf. Oh, well, well that's good. And, it weighs with. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's on the larger side of wolf. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, as you can tell, its diet is highly carnivorous. No. Uh, only found really in India and Ethiopia. There's no like crocata sightings around here. Not like Bigfoot. Uh, generally walks around on four legs, not two, and okay. lives in the forest. Are there lots of forests in Ethiopia? I mean, I don't know my my Ethiopian geography. Uh, I'm not highly privy to the Ethiopia. All right. So in case you're curious, Ethiopia is located in the Horn of Africa, which covers about 1.01 million square kilometer area. And according to the National Forest Inventory Report in 2018, uh, the forest coverage in Ethiopia is an estimated almost 16%. Oh, what's well, gone down? Mm -hmm. I so, just thought there's from 2019, it's about 5%. Yeah. Um, now, so about 2018, uh, of the 1.01 million square kilometer area, it is 15 and almost 16% forest, which you think about back to the time of this, it was probably majority forest. Yeah, it says a century ago, it was 45% forest. Maybe the crocata are coming out now. And they lost their go, homes. Uh, then you go to India. And according to a 2019 report, the total forest coverage of the country is 712,249 square kilometers, or roughly almost 22% of India's geographical area. Okay. So, yeah, that, the, the crocata was having a great old time in the forests. That must just be, that's the ignorant in me uh, thinking that all of Africa is like a desert. And I know that's incorrect. But you just, when you think of like an African country, you're like, oh, okay, it's desert. 
uh, yeah, so to quote, I got my India coverage from uh, india.mongabay.com and I got my Ethiopia from the Global Forest Resources Assessment. Another one of my favorite websites. Classic. Use it all the time. <laughs> um, and I just want to leave you with a fun little tiddly bit. Oh, I love when you have tiddly bits. All right. So the scientific name for the spotted hyena is actually Crocata Crocata. Really? Mm-hmm. Which is also, if you didn't know about the spotted hyena, also known as the laughing hyena. So Lion King hyenas are Crocata Crocatas. And it comes from the fact that they can mimic human laughter. Uh... Which is why people seem to think that this ties to the idea of a hyena without the description of a hyena because they didn't know what it was. Right. So they would hear laughter and be drawn to it to be like, who is that? Yeah. And then get eaten. Mm -hmm. So the Maasai people of Kenya and Tanzania actually leave their dead to be eaten by hyenas. Oh, to like appease the hyena? It doesn't, it didn't say, it just said that, um they would leave their dead to be eaten by the hyenas. So that could be to appease the hyenas. It's like, be like, hey, yo, uh, they died. Here you go. Don't eat us. Yeah. Or if it was just something that they did for the hyenas. Yeah. But I guess, so you think about it, laughs like a human, eats people. You see it with like that wide opening mouth. Yeah. I would kind of describe it as like a weird monstrosity too. I agree. I mean, you think about them, they're carnivorous. Mm-hmm. They stand about almost three feet at the shoulder, which could be a large wolf. They're about like 120, 140 pounds. Large wolf. Like I said, highly carnivorous. Highly. The hyena is highly carnivorous. <laughs> highly carnivorous. Eats people. Whatever. Um, um, but you think about it. It has, so descriptions of a crocata. Let me get down to my technical one that broke it down. So the haunches of a stag. His shoulder area is pretty muscular and thick. Yeah. Kind of looks like a deer. Neck, tail, breast of a lion. Think about all that fur. It's got like a tiny head on like a big old thing. Yeah. Let's see. Head of a honey badger. Okay, he got a tiny little head. It cracks me up every time. The cloven hooves. Uh, I mean, they have they have four toes on their paws with non-retractable claws. So like, I mean, I guess unless you're looking at the claws. Yeah. Maybe cloven hoofs. And a mouth which opens all the way back to its ear. Okay, well, hyenas have a powerful jaw that open yeah. pretty wide and have the strongest bite of any mammal. Don't mess with a hyena. And finally, can mimic voices of humans. Doesn't say it's having a conversation with you, and hyenas can mimic human laughter. Yeah. Creepy. So, I mean, if you somehow got a hyena in a place you don't know, how would you describe a hyena? I just have flashbacks of Lion King in my head right now. Well, and the other crazy thing is, too, that they for what they are, live a pretty long life. Really? Yeah. So hyenas actually have a lifespan of about 12 years. Wow. And that's about in the zoo, but it's not too different out in the wild. And apparently they make great, great mothers. Oh. And they can run a... Here's the crazier one, too. So these bitches, who have <laughs> obviously, like, longer front legs and smaller back legs, these bitches can run up to 40 miles an hour. Wow! Holy crap! For, like, an extended period of time? Mm-hmm. That's their maximum speed. Wow. And in case you're curious, in a zoo, they can live anywhere between 12 to 25 years. 25 years? In a zoo, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Keeping the hyena alive. Yeah, but even in the wild, their range of lifespan can go up to 20 years. That's a long time. Out in the wild, yeah. Like, you think about it, you see something, like, 
even if it's just one that's just kind of roaming if he eats enough he's gonna live a long time and you're gonna think there's a way lot more of them yeah damn but again, there's no real like evidence or documented sightings of a crocata of a crocata um there are some hyena folklores that say they have the ability to switch gender shapeshift and use human speech shapeshifting hyenas shapeshifting hyenas but uh in case you were also kind of curious some people believe that hyenas are gender benders really um however they don't actually switch gender hate to blow people's minds on that one um but males and females have very distinctive reproductive organs and cannot switch them around debunked so that one's off the they're not they're not shape-shifting and they're not gender bending oh, but they can use human speech but that break your hearts people that's all i got on the crocata because there weren't like i said because there's no documented sightings there's no physical evidence of them ever existing the yeah. more probable thing is just that there were probably a hyena in Ethiopia and India, and people just didn't know how to explain them. So that's how it started. But I mean, obviously, it goes way far back. Yeah. I mean, you had Indica, and then you had the you had Photius or Photius from like 815 and 897, and then you had Pliny, classic Pliny. I hope we get to bring Pliny back again. Oh, I'm sure Pliny's got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be around. He makes an appearance like once a season. <laughs> gotta bring Pliny in yeah but that's all I got for you on the crocata not exactly the bald Lex Luthor we dealt with <laughs> more like what you're gonna see in a zoo yeah definitely different but uh, okay so next episode we will be talking about season 3 episode 15 time is on my side we, only have, we only have two episodes left of the season holy moly oh it's coming down to it yeah because we have what we have time is on my side and then no rest for the wicked yeah (sighs) (sighs) and then we start season four season four i can't believe we're in season four already (laughs) i know i feel like well the crazier part is like the original fandom like the only the original series was only supposed to go up through season five yeah so, like, we're pretty much, if they had continued and not gone, like, as long as they did because of the popularity, we would be almost done with this entire series. It's crazy. We're almost done with the original series. Yeah. Oh, my. That's crazy. So crazy. So crazy. All right. So, next episode, season three, episode 15, time is on my side, which <laughs> at some point takes place in Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Hey. Not that far away. Nope. I guess neither is Milan, Milan, Ohio. <laughs> Milan, Milan. Sorry, Ohio friends. Yeah, we're not. Uh, I literally don't know how to pronounce some of your things, but I go there often. <laughs> not Milan. I don't go to Milan often. Milan you know. often. Milan often. God damn it. I can say conoquinessing, but I can't pronounce. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they kick it in like Akron, Canton, and Cleveland. <laughs> Those are my go-to. But when I'm there, Cincinnati. I eat a lot. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. All right. Remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, our website. Twitter. Listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. No, jump in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have a buy me a coffee if you're buy me a beer. If you want to do that. If not, you guys don't have to. Obviously, just listening to us is enough for us and sharing us and liking us and joining us for Hunter Happy Hour. Yeah, we should have that date uh, soon. Yes, this week we will have it. And we'll post it on Twitter and Instagram. 
And I guess and Facebook. We'll... Liz does the Facebook. I have no idea. Yep. I post random stuff on there. Sorry, you probably get a lot of music videos. I don't have a Facebook, so that's what she's in charge of Facebook. I do, and it's random. <laughs> All right, random guys. Random shit. Random shit. So my name is Random Chibi. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Balls, a supernatural podcast with Lizzie and Missy. If you want more, follow on Twitter and Instagram at SBNBallsPod or email SBNBallsPod at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe and follow Balls on your favorite streaming service.